Welcome aboard, Dylan, to the Wrestle Review Train. Where are we headed? A place where people aren't fucking still talking about the American election. We're talking about the fucking 2000 Senate race. I'm John Hastings. Who's that man? There you go, baby. This is 2010 Senate race. I'm Dylan Gott. This is a great... This We're doing 2010 and 2011 because we did too many on the terror on the on the territories earlier and I, yeah we definitely focused way too much on the death of the territories for the love of god um but oh god that that's too hot too hot the mic uh here's what i want to say this is the year where vince mcmahon suddenly just decides that he's a businessman and starts acting like a businessman and 2010 2011 i feel are the most conjoined like similar years ever in that everything kind of flows together into those two years to the point that like wrestlemania in 2010 is basically a prequel to wrestlemania in 2011 in a way that no other wrestlemania is i don't think so i think it's more like 2011 and 2012 are kind of one year no but this is no very no interesting no because you're wrong once again dylan you fucked me in the I'm very right you, no you fucked me yeah you're very right wing not like me that's bad there you go you you fucked me in the ass. No, but t- 2010 the is the year that creates 2011, votes, and it's John. basically, by the way, the. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, sorry, there was a technical interruption. So let me just restate what I just said, which is, 2010 was the year Vincent Man went. All right, we're a business. We're going to start acting like businessmen. We're going to put on our fucking slacks one leg at a goddamn time. My wife will be a fucking senator, and then guess guess what happens then? I finally get a I get to finally be what I've always wanted to be a swinging cool bachelor with a circle bed, martinis at night, sleepovers with hot guys, and they're like, well, we don't. What are you, what are you planning, Vince? <laughs> mm. Vince Vince saw Sex in the City, and he was like, I'm Samantha now. Oh. Except you change it to girls? No, no, exactly, Samantha. Get me a typewriter. I want to go to a play in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> I live like you now, Pat. It's decadent. Oh, it's so good to be called sir sometimes. <laughs> Pat, Full crying. Why didn't you tell me that being gay was the source of power? That I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always gleams something really weird from ordinary salad i have so much energy this truly must be the secret to eternal life no it's just good for you ah fuck off yeah fuck you and <laughs> by the way why he what vince McMahon thinks is gay is that he just ate out a woman that's what he thinks is that's what he thinks <laughs> being a gay guy yeah, yeah, yeah. he's below them it's bad yeah i put where i put my food where they pee pee ah no wonder no wonder these type of people shouldn't get married. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's John Hastings, everybody. Uh, you can call him at... I'm kidding. The Trump hero. Trump hero is over, everybody. We no longer need to worry as straight white men about getting canceled. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, buddy. This is like the Obama years where everyone knows everything is a joke. Let's bring back 30 Rock. We're bringing back 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's the Biden Biden years, baby. We're bringing back Thirty Rock. We're bringing back Louis C.K. Only, only the masturbating, not the stand up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
start of the year, this is very important. The oh, I, before you keep going, let me just finish man. my point. 2010, 2011, inextricably linked in that 2010, Vince McMahon is like, we got to do something because we're businessmen. 2011, something organic happens in his company. And because he's a businessman, he must destroy it because he's actually very bad at business. Well, this is 2011. He's getting ready to start the network, which he just starts talking about how great the fucking network's going to be. And 2014 will be a great year because he boosts the price up so much just by lying um like he always does for everything he's like we're gonna have five million subscribers the first day it's gonna be amazing and everyone's like five million subscribers the stock price is now at like you know fifty dollars a share and then it immediately goes down to 20 when it's like you know eight hundred thousand subscribe to it which is still great yeah they got to a they got to a million they got to a million within a year the content of it is not that great for like I mean, I'm saying that as someone that in lockdown bought a subscription and have been watching it with friend of the show, Mike Lawrence, ever since. Well, this is also it, is that the only reason they got to a million was because they gave away WrestleMania for free, where they just eschewed themselves. They just, like, gave up 35 time. They gave up $35 million. <laughs> like, every WrestleMania goes over a million dollars. They always charge, like... 60 bucks they get a little bit more than 50 dollars on the pay-per-view models so they gave up about 35 million 30 35 million dollars a year that model a year yeah so the more important thing the reason why he starts to become a businessman is because vince mcmahon in this year is a lot like a guy who like is about to get fired from a job so he just starts overdressing because yeah linda is going to be running for senate so he can't he wants to retire the Vince McMahon character because he knows the Vince McMahon character has become essentially that he kind of is a mid Carter and he sees how old he's getting. And he's like, well, I can't beat up people on TV as like a 60 something year old man. And the cool thing that I never knew was his plan because they just didn't make it the storyline, which would have been a perfect storyline was they bring Bret Hart back and Vince's whole idea is, oh, I'll lose to Bret at WrestleMania and that'll be the end of the Mr. McMahon character. It'll end how it started, which is such a great idea. They just didn't do that for some reason. Well, okay, but there's a couple of reasons why they didn't do that. One is that Bret walked in and was just like, I just want to let everybody know that I called my wife while I was getting a suck at a... Uh, at a... Uh, at a... Um, at a Dunkin' Donuts one time in the 90s. Also, uh, I saw a bunch of reporters and just let them know I wanted to sleep with all of them. It's like, what? No, well, no, no. Well, they can't do anything with Brett because he's had such a crazy stroke that it's like... Yeah, the other thing, yeah, you can't touch... Like, we could touch... Yeah, he's a no-touch. Yeah. Uh, like it, He's a... He's he's nutted. Don't touch him. Yeah, exactly. Must like, be left alone. Um, uh, Brett is actually his head is actually not is no longer attached to his body. That's how bad the stroke was. He can't do it, and it's weird because it's like you see Bret Hart after all these years, and Shawn Michaels looks great, and Vince McMahon looks great, and everyone who you saw him with on television when you last saw him on WWE television looks great, and Bret Hart just looks like he's what he is, which is a guy with a very serious medical problem. And my first thought when I saw Bret Hart on TV with Shawn Michaels is like, oh, this would be a great moment if I didn't know Shawn Michaels absolutely can't touch him. And it's like the bad guys won because they screwed this guy over. They made him leave for another company 
and then his life was completely ruined and everyone else was like, oh, is that back injury Shawn Michaels had? He's fine now. Stone Cold Steve Austin, he actually has a brewery. Did you know that? Vince McMahon, oh, he consolidated his power and now he gets paid five different salaries as well as getting stock options. So he has, he actually has a house. Uh, he paid to uh, have a house built on Stu Hart's grave. Isn't that fun? I mean, I'm going to just correct you on a couple of things. Vin- Bret Hart is not one of the good guys. Not by a fucking long shot. You don't cheat on your You don't have a kid named Blade and you're a good guy. He doesn't have a kid named Blake. Yes, he it's does. Blake, isn't it? That's fucking sick. One of his kids is named Blade. <laughs> That's t- I'm I'm looking that up right now. If it's not Blade, then it's Knife. It is Blade. It is Blade. Yeah. Blade? That's sick. Yeah. Oh, did you think I was fucking around, Dylan? Do you think I come to this podcast to fuck around? Coo- I fuck around on 18-hour uh, election night Twitch streams. I don't fuck around here on the rest of you. The rest of you is the mothership of all the other shit I've got going on. Over there... I'm a party boy. I'm wearing a clown wig. I'm laughing. Everyone's saying, you're so fun here. I'm a serious boy. I'm a serious man. That is so sick. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. I hope he has another kid named St- Steven Dorfhart, and he just loves the movie Blade. <laughs> this is my daughter, Wesley Snipes Hart. It doesn't need to make sense. I it's guarantee Bret Hart, when, if Bret Hart has a daughter, which I'm not sure if he does, yeah, uh, Bret Hart's son is named, uh, are you ready? Yes. Blade Colton Hart. Yeah. 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 Named after Pipe, uh, Piper. Yeah. Named after um, Named after just being from Calgary. That's what Colton is. A na- Do you know what his other, his other son's name is? Do you know that? Oxycontin. So his other son's name is Spider-Man Owen Hart. <laughs> because he likes superheroes and then obviously someone who is deceased. Here are his actual kids. Are you ready? Jade, yes. Beans, Blade, and Al- uh, Dallas. I mean, all fantastic names. I don't know what we're talking about here. Are we just complimenting names now? <laughs> no, we're talking about... <laughs> are, we, are we just having a podcast where we list of sick names? Well, all right, welcome, fine. Welcome to the name... Fredrickson. Welcome to the name review. Dylan? <laughs> Worst of. John? Good name. Best of. Hello. Good name? Good name? All right, so we should talk about because this is the real meat and potatoes. All right, John, we just we just you know what we did right there. We just had some coleslaw, because um, we talked a bit about the Bret Hart angle. We'll talk about that more in depth. Um, the more fun stuff like when Batista attacks him, but just Bret Hart is like slowly goes on the ground, and the, then Batista waits for John Cena to come out so he can fight someone. But um, January, this is the start of Linda McMahon attempting to be- secure the Republican nomination for Senator of Connecticut. I want to read off some quotes. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So this is um, this is Rob Simmons, which is very good because she's <laughs> she's running against Rob Simmons, which I for sure just I just didn't look at the picture of the man. I'm like, I'm just going to envision Ron Simmons from WCW here. Shirtless man with a nice uh, with a nice fucking. Oh, my God. With a just, you know, stuff around his head. Purple. Wearing a lot of purple, and then the actual campaign manager was named Jim Barnett. Yeah, it was it was Jim Barnett. 
It was Jim Barnett, and then um, so Rob Simmons says this. I think most CEOs, if they saw their employees and former employees dropping dead in their 30s and 40s at an astonishing rate, would be compelled morally and ethically, if not legally, to get to the bottom of it. Um, oh, sorry, that was the campaign manager, Jim Barnett, and then uh, Raj Shah, who was of Simmons' campaign, because this was, our, and then the retort uh, Linda McMahon had was that Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. Oh, that was the best idea. That was the worst thing she could have ever done ever. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> like, it was right there. I was like, well, she kept going. How the fuck does she keep going? I imagine, because there's no context in the research, I imagine she just went, well, Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. And then just everyone was like, are you going to say something else? She's like, no, I think I've I think I've pretty much heckler destroyed this piece of shit. Like, I mean, I guarantee Vince McMahon literally just called her and went, "For if who the, who's this Abraham Lincoln? Can we get him? <laughs> Alright, he's tall and ugly. He'll be in the Wyatt family. I'm working on that. Uh, he's what he's just like yeah, he's just like Pat, so I hear. Yeah, Bray Wyatt was because he was watching old mankind tapes and then suddenly a documentary about John Wilkes Booth came on and he was like, Ooh, two of them, I like it. I mean, That's here's the craziest thing is that they it literally was they just were watching Cape Fear and they brought in Bray Wyatt. Not remembering that they already had that character in yeah, Wayland Mercy. You know what? Wayland Mercy was all right. Wayland Mercy was great. Wayland, like I think Wayland Mercy's main problem was that he was just portrayed by Dan Spivey. Dan Spivey's problem. Well, yeah, because Dan Spivey was like, "I got a little secret for you. I, uh, I don't want to anymore." Yeah. And he just left. <laughs> but he did it in care, and he went. And Vince like, "Don't break kayfabe. Quit in character." Okay. Uh, I quit. I'm just gonna get on Good. get on this houseboat, and Vince. This is what I think of you. Oh yeah, nice. Thank you. John's butt pussy said hello. Yeah, my back, my back pussy, my pleasure hole just said fucking. How you doing? So Raj Shah basically says because Linda's retort of Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler gets uh, he wasn't on steroids or drugs. This is Raj Shah talking about it was so good. It, it was literally like one of those things where it's like I honestly don't know what Linda was thinking running for the Senate. Which is, it's why wouldn't you start with a much smaller, less important office and move your way? No, no, because she's run a business before. But she hasn't run a business. What she? She's a McMahon. But she's. But she's a McMahon. Yes, she is a McMahon. But she hasn't run a business. What she has done is basically she has stood next to history's greatest monster, and Mm -hmm. he's done a bunch of terrible stuff. And then she just sort of was like, "Now, Vinny, no." Let me go take let me take this victim out for lunch and get them to sign this this confidentiality agreement. That's what but I mean that's probably what she thought politics was like, yeah, I know politics. You have dinner with someone and you get them not to say the thing that'll hurt you and later on you make it look like they murdered the family. That is part of it, but that's only half, Linda. You actually have to believe in things. Well, I don't have those. My husband stripped me of those in the 70s. Beliefs are what Vinny calls uh, wastes. There's only one dream, and that's what Vinny wants to do. And then you walk into another room, and Vinny's full naked, just fucking his own portrait. Ah, ah, ah. I got to make someone to replace Shane. By the way... And I can't remember if we've covered it on this. Shane is now officially out of the company because when Linda was going to run for Senate, she was getting the job of CEO. Who took that job instead? It was Vince McMahon just gave it to himself. So here's the thing. Linda's Senate campaign off to a rocky start. Now, Dylan, here's my question for you. Does she give up in adversity? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah, she fucking keeps going. What I can't tell is in the research, and I read it really, really quickly, she... She doesn't win the nomination, so she runs as an independent. Is that what she did? Or did she somehow beat Ron Simmons? Was 
did Jim Barnett do the swerve? No, she very much lost to Rob Simmons because this is this is the other thing is like it's starting to matter that you have like a big conglomerate company as a politician, but it doesn't matter enough. And he's not Vince McMahon's not far enough away from basically smelling panties on television. Like the diva search is still four years ago at this point. But once she gets a bit of a window of like five years, then she can keep on. But this is the thing I guarantee you, like what you talked about, how she doesn't immediate she immediately runs for senate is probably because vince was like we can't have you run for fucking city councilor that makes us look like a shit family we're the mcmahons we're gonna run for senator because that's the only political position i know you're either gonna run for the mayor i guarantee that she suggested why don't i then run for president vince and then he got a hernia from laughing so hard and it's just, but this is great because it's just Republican politicians being like, uh, last week I watched it and they lit a woman on fire and Linda being like, well, she was cold. Yeah. Well, the thing to remember though, is that she may have been a witch or I don't know. Maybe she thought her rep- reproductive rats were something when they're nothing. Because this is usually what Vince does to wrestlers, but he, these people are calling in favors to get people who actually work in labor to look at the Vince McMahon and WWE's hiring practices and all these things. Um, all right, so we got Gary Eichter of the Georgia Commission who represented uh, the Sonny Ono in the WCW racist case, uh, Conan in TNA case, and is the attorney for Michael Benoit. Ooh, he suggested that the state pass a law holding WWE at least responsible for injuries suffered by talent and allowing wrestlers to sue the company. Here's what he said. WWE contracts are the most extensive uh, exculpatory language. That's the word. Stating that the wrestler recognizes and assumes all risk associated with the activity. If if Connecticut declared the provisions were un, unforeseeable as a matter of law, WWE would have the chance of either pulling up stakes or starting to address issues related to the health and safety of his professional wrestlers. So basically he's like, <laughs> I cannot believe... That if these guys get injured in the ring doing something that Vince McMahon told them to, that's their fault. And Vince McMahon said, of course it's their fault. It's real. Yeah. What's also crazy is that when asked about whether or not the people of Connecticut like having the WWE as their headquarters, basically all their answers are like, well, they get they we get jobs and I like um, shut up. Yeah. Well, uh, do the people of Connecticut want to work 70 hours a week? And what's the reward? I don't punch him in the stomach. No pay. Yeah, like it's so fucking weird. And it's also, I still can't fucking believe. Um, uh, I still can't believe that they thought this was a good idea. Like it's again one of those things where the WWE, especially at this time, is really bad at managing things like what's going to keep our company going. And I know what one of the things is not going to keep our company going. And that is ever thinking that you should run for senate and draw this much attention to yourself like he is really not since kicking everyone off twitch has he made this bad of a decision oh no this is great because he they basically wwe starts putting measures in place about what publications its talent can accept interviews with and uh this is pretty much to do with linda mcmahon's senate race it gets real good later I on. I can't figure out why. It gets really funny. Why exactly they were trying to like make sure that there were certain places they couldn't get make publications. I was like, what the fuck are they worried about? Um, they're worried about Randy Orton answering questions. Oh, yeah. They're worried about Randy Orton just getting interviewed. In- and, that's wh- 
and that's when Vince told me, if you fucker, yeah, uh, that's cool. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jugs Monthly. It's the podcast that I, I do on a Blue Yeti microphone. My name is Randy Orton. This is a podcast I just make my wife listen to. I interview women that I fuck on the road. Okay, what's your name, Trixie or whatever? <laughs> do you like my cock? Of course you did. Yeah, that's right. Um, are you going to let them know that I'm an escort? Uh, you should know that if you ask for payment, I'm going to give you the old RKO. Uh, yeah, I just want you to know that uh, you're billed in advance by the agency on your credit card. It's my wife's credit card. She pays for my fucking road. <laughs> she pays for my road yeah, doors. Exactly. He calls the vaginas doors for some reason. Yeah, because Maxim, at this point, by the way, Randy Orton used to just call Maxim Magazine and see if they wanted to interview him every month. Oh so my that God. basically they tried to take that. Do you guys want... And then, and then Maxim wouldn't do it, so... He was down to FHM. Yeah, he was. Randy Orton one. was considered. Uh, if it wasn't for the Linda McMahon uh, Senate race, Randy Orton would have become the Hunter S. Thompson of FHM magazine. Yeah, well, here's what Randy Orton would do. He would call FHM every month, and he would be like, "Does this stand for Fat Homo Magazine?" <laughs> and then he would laugh until, and then he would laugh for a full week until he made that call the next week. <laughs> rinse and repeat. That was his 2011 and 10. He so will, he caught up on Randy Orton. Hey, it was four miles outside of Barstow when I remembered that I wasn't a fucking homo. Okay, so I stopped driving a car and then I just fucking jerked off on a cactus because I wanted to show a lizard I got a fat cock. <laughs> That's how I came up with the voices gimmick. Yeah, yeah, I got voices in my head and they're telling me that my dad will never love me, but that's okay because I don't love him either. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk to Barry. He <laughs> thinks about what other people want. Yeah, I'm not allowed to talk to Barry. It was weird. It's part of my NXT contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so January 4th, Bret Hart appeared on Raw for the first time in 12 years. as the sp- And they couldn't just bring him in. They just they had him be this special guest host. They had to make him part of their shitty fucking thing. Oh, it's so fucking annoying that they. Yes, he was part of the. He was one of the raw guest hosts. This is why the fuck they were doing this? This is what. This is crazy. And that, like, bear in mind for they like during COVID they couldn't have an audience and it was madness and that was better than this time when it was literally like and Raw's hosted by Bob Barker who is got full Alzheimer's <laughs> and doesn't know where he is or why. Uh, come on down. You're the next contestant on. Where am I? Yeah. Hey, everybody, this week's Monday Night Raw is hosted by Kevin Federline. I know what you're thinking. That's going to be really bad. Nope. He's the greatest heel in the history of wrestling. Goddamn right. I've said that from, from time. Kevin Federline. No, you've said it the since, greatest you've heel. You've said it since, since day one. And I two, people, two people can make John Cena a baby face in the mid-2000s. Edge, who everyone thinks, wow, Edge had like Piper Heat and Kevin Federline. That's it. Everyone else... Cena boot out of the building. It took months for Edge to get to that level. Kevin Federline walked in with that level of heat. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Federline walked through the doors of Star and he left through the doors of Star, oh. baby. No, we got. But here's. I've so, said it before and I'll uh, say it again. Who, and I know that, that we wanted to make this episode an hour, but. And I, and I knew that you were just being a fucking baby boy. Kevin Federline is the. He. Kevin Federline. W- w- if he were to live up to reputation, both of his kids with Britney Spears would have just died because he's like, I went to get Cheetos and I told him to watch my guns that were loaded. Instead, he's just like this doting, nice father that's like, I get enough from Britney to sustain and every once in a while I take a dancing job or I just do what I can to make sure my kids are all right. And you're like, 
K-Fed? Well, who the fuck saw that coming? And then Brittany is just like, I went and got a coffee with my boyfriend and my daddy wouldn't like it because he's got, I, okay. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is 2010 was a fucked up year for a variety of reasons. The biggest which was is Vince McMahon just, if I truly believe to keep his marriage together. I think Linda was like, I'm running for Senate because it's either that or we get divorced. And Vince is like, we're not getting divorced because then I'm going to have to go to two Thanksgivings. And she doesn't want to then take the time to explain to him what divorce is. So she just runs for Senate <laughs> a bunch of times. And he's like, well, I already live that way. Why what yeah. does that change for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Oh, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up and weird. So she's she's running for Senate, and it influences everything in the company. Um, the biggest thing it influences is Bret Hart returns to the company. Now, I understand that a lot of this was uh, all about, okay, we got to reset the thing, and we got to bring Vince in. Like, we got to um, make sure that everything's on. I do think Vince, Brett coming back at this, oh, we have to cancel the Mr. McMahon character. I think Brett coming back also had something to do with the Senate run because it was also... If the political opponent, if their her political opponents found Bret Hart and Bret Hart was on the outskirts, it would be, and this is plugging our Patreon, it would be like Larry King's Bruno San Martino episode times a million, because like Bret Hart is way more eloquent than Bruno is, and also like Bret's just there to cheat on his wife. He's not there to be a jock asshole, so he would talk to every journalist and not be like. Uh, and not like asking them to like measure their dicks or just, like do have an arm wrestling contest. He'd just be like the thing with Brett. The thing with Vince though is that he's a fucking bad guy, and here's all the stuff he did. And I'm a good guy. Also, if you're a hot babe, I want to date you. Well, he'd be like, all right. First of all, who's single? Second of all, this guy killed my whole family. Yeah, which is true. He killed like he killed Vince McMahon. At least wrestling, very instrumental in the deaths of everyone that Bret Hart loves, essentially. I mean, which is fucking terrifying. That's not true. Just don't. You don't think he loves them? Yeah, he did not love Chris Benoit, and he did not love. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't think Benoit. I was thinking of uh, Bulldog and uh, Anvil. Oh, An- Anvil was years later. Apologies. Uh, yeah, Anvil was Anvil was like last year. No, no, Anvil didn't ca- fucking count yeah. at all. Anvil was Anvil was ninety eight in in hard years. He was doing he's doing great. I mean, yeah, Anvil outlived Bret Hart as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but this is the thing, and then you get a guy like Bret Hart who you you can you call in these pictures where he's so vibrant, and then you show him like here's what pro wrestling did to me, and then you can say yeah the Goldberg kick was the straw that broke the camel's back, but also like I'd been concussed for years because of this increasingly more physically demanding style that Vince wanted, so we could beat WCW in the ratings, even though we were already making money, so there was no point. Yeah, like if Pepsi is competing with Coke and they're both making money, they're in competition with each other because that's healthy, but they're not actively trying to sabotage the other one. Well, actually, that's not true at all. Anyway, sorry I said that. Well, no, Coke and Pepsi are no longer trying to do it because like Coke is a beverage company, but Pepsi has like quietly become a giant food conglomerate. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, buddy. Pepsi's out here stealing Popeye sandwiches. I steal you. I see you, Pepsi. KFC, that check, that sandwich, not as good as Popeye's. I mean, I got to tell you, I still, and this is a weird thing, I still have yet to ever eat a, at a Popeye's chicken. That's not, you're, you're too classy for that. You leave that to, for me and the boys. You leave, you leave that for, for the dogs, you know? I want to. I, where I really want to go is you and your brother-in-law talked about a place that has giant slices of pizza, and then I looked it up online, and it's a real place. And I want to go so. You have to order them a day in advance. I want to go so badly. It's down to your fuck as, as your <laughs> brother-in-law said, they'll be down to our dicks. And I really want a giant slice. Of pizza. <laughs> 
Well, this is the whole thing. They, uh, this is all you do in the suburbs. You just find big slices of pizza or big food, and then you go wait three days and eat it, and you go, that was big food, and then you high-five, and then rinse and repeat, much like the FHM Randy Orton thing. Yeah. I just want to let you know that that pizza is not down to my dick. I'm Randy Orton. Anyway, um, Brett comes back in. No one can touch Brett. And the build, and what do they decide to do? Instead of just acknowledging that Brett is just going to have a second because everyone knows Brett is very hurt. Well, this is the thing. They never acknowledge his stroke. They never like, hey, since we last spoke... I can't move anymore. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't do that. I, I honestly probably believe it was Brett was like, if you mention my stroke, I will fucking, I'll be on the first call to Jim Barnett. There, that's true. Th- that could have been, the f- that could have totally been it. But like, that's the way you tell, like, I don't know how you do this story other than like, if Vince McMahon's going to wrap up the Mr. McMahon character, you honestly probably are like, I have a stroke. I can't do this. And Vince is like, no fuck you you hit me in that locker room we're fighting at wrestlemania and then you're going to this thing where it's like you show all these highlight reels and like he's a shadow of what he was and then every opponent ever of mr mcmahon comes out and just beats the shit out of him brett puts him in a sharpshooter the end of the mr mcmahon character but instead they like get the nexus involved cena's involved as a proxy when all you really needed was, oh my God, Vince McMahon and Brett Hart are going to fight. Yeah, Let's it's, just show it's the inter- montages of It's them. the interesting thing about the WWF at this time. that There's so many things they could do that are just would make things so much easier, and they don't ever do those things. They never just make it easy for themselves. Well, I'm going to look up when three-hour Raws started. I don't think it was... It was, it was in the next couple of years. I don't think it was this time. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up because it is like it's also just like 2012. They became three hours. That's insane. Um, pardon me, but they do have a bunch of TV time to fill. Is my is my point here because they have Raw, SmackDown, and then ECW quietly becomes NXT uh, this year as well, which is which is a very big thing. This is the end of ECW and the beginning of NXT. This is the build towards the Nexus angle that happens this very year. Um. Which is so funny that NXT just became what ECW should have been anyway, which was, let's just get a bunch of indie guys, and they wrestled in a small arena, and Vince was like, fuck that, we're going to make it into WWE, <laughs> I just want it to be bad before I make it into what you all wanted. Well, what it is, is no, so but what funny. it is, is that, the, but NXT, the only, but when NXT becomes what they wanted is when it goes onto the network and Vince forgets about it. Yeah, and Triple H runs it, and just Triple H just makes himself, basically he makes the indie version of the NWA, which he loves. Which is why people are like, mm, I kind of like Triple H. Like, people are just waiting for Triple H to take over for Vince, because they're like, we just want, we just want NWA power hour <laughs> back. We just want, we just want Braun Strowman to beat up three guys and then be like, I ate a bunch of steaks, and then they have another match after that. But the thing that power hour proved is that's basically what people want from wrestling. 100%. Like, that show was so out. Like well, I'm it, talking about the late 80s one, not NWA Power. Oh, no, but I'm also saying the success of NWA Power shows that you can mm-hmm. just do that shit. Because, like, NWA Power was so successful out of the fucking gate. If it wasn't, like, it's going to go away because of COVID, but, like, if it wasn't for COVID and Jim Cornette, like, just saying something crazy racist about black people, it would have been, been the number three promotion after AEW. I think it could come back just because there's so much wrestling talent out there and weirdly because of COVID because it's such a small thing anyway and I don't understand why they're not doing it and just like 
with the way it's filmed anyway, they could just have like fake fans and just do crowd noise. Like well, it would Dave, totally work with. It's because Dave, like Dave Lagana, got fired, and I think he was the only employee. <laughs> they fired their own employee. Well, I mean, it's it's kept alive now because uh, Corrigan's made some deal with AEW. But anyway, that is not evergreen content, John, as they say in the biz. And what biz? Is, ooh, yeah, that's true. COVID ruined the biz, the podcast biz, which is a guy in a dumpster. Yeah. The COVID, uh, the uh, the podcast biz is a guy with a tattoo that's regrettable and far too spiky hair for the decade. Being like, you want to use my studio, <laughs> Vince McMahon? I'm pretty sure this is the last match he wins. Is he beats John Cena in a no DQ handicap gauntlet match? And this is, of course, Vince along with Vladimir Kozlov, Drew McIntyre, Jack Swagger, Mark Henry, and Bautista. I couldn't believe Drew McIntyre cool. was there this long ago. Yeah, it's crazy, but this was the first push of Drew McIntyre when, much like Brock Lesnar, he had a baby face, but it's just Brock Lesnar was... I looked at old Brock Lesnar, like 2003 Brock Lesnar, and he's just so jacked. It's insane how fucking... Even the fact that someone can get that body through doing steroids is fantastic. WrestleMania 26 takes place March 26th, by rate, 880... Uh, 885,000 people. Apologies. Um, and this is when they try and turn Randy Orton to Stone Cold Part 2. This is the only thing I remember about this WrestleMania. Yeah, I even pushed the Bret Hart-Vince McMahon match out of my mind. But Bret Hart beats Vince McMahon in a, by submission, no-holds-barred lumberjack match. Um, this is the only time they ever put Teddy... Uh, sorry, um, Harry Smith and... Oh, my God. Who's the other guy there? It was John. Help me, please. Teddy Hart. Another part of the New Heart Foundation. It was... uh, Not Teddy Hart. It was Teddy Hart. Tyson Kidd. It was Teddy Hart. Tyson Kidd. For one night, Tyson Kidd and Harry Smith are actually formidable wrestlers, which is something that they always do, too, which is like, these guys are good now. Okay, we don't need them for that storyline. Throw them back in the garbage, which is totally what they do. Tell them to fuck off. But this is important thing to mention is that this was the final match for the mr mcmahon character in vince's mind and he plays the like i'm the boss character which is a new character for the next decade but this is the last evil mr mcmahon like saturday morning villain i mean he says that they are very similar in tone and vibe the only the like the only difference is that is vince says that like no one else said that no like vince also doesn't want to ever acknowledge how close the two characters are but i see what he's saying it's like he doesn't go in multiple week-long feuds anymore where he like... No, because he's not on television as much anymore. That's The only difference really is, is he's just not on television that much. Yeah, so I guess he just like kind of goes into semi-retirement. Yeah, he goes into semi-retirement. It's also something he could say on an investor call, which are becoming a big... St- like a, a way to keep track of Vince's it's true. intentions. It's true. Um, and also, like the thing that's inter- interesting about this era is that... like. This is Vince truly without any of his allies at this point. 2010, like, Pritchard's been gone for, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Jim Ross is effectively in semi-retirement. Like, what do you mean his allies, though? Like, you mean the people that would actually, like, tell him what's up? It's more like he doesn't have any of the guys that have been there when he was successful. Guidance? He doesn't have yeah, any he, guidance He doesn't anymore? have any guidance from the wrestling business. Like, the most connected... Well, to- Triple H... That's because he's moved all these people out of the way because Triple H is moving in. Yeah, like Triple H is the most connected to the wrestling business he's got left in the company. Which, oddly, I do believe, other than the fact that he is a wrestler, 
is a real big drawback to Triple H, but I do believe he's probably better at massaging Vince to get what he wants out of Vince than a lot of people are. Yeah, I think that NXT has been protected purely because of Triple H. And it's also like they booked Lesnar. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's like they NXT was like, oh, you want to watch NXT? You want to watch NXT? You have to pay for the network, you fucking nerd. So give us your fucking money. Do you want every wrestling match ever and this great new shit? Give us fucking, it's 10 bucks, you fucking loser bitch. Which, I mean, every, everyone would pay that without the pay-per-views, by the way. But anyway. Everyone would pay that without the pay-per-views. They made the biggest error ever by putting the pay-per-views on there. Yeah, so you made a big error um, from two guys who one lives in a basement and the other one lives in the sky. <laughs> None of us own land. You guys made an error, guy with nine houses. Yeah, you, ma- you made an error, guy who has a, a full other family living in his house, but he's not exactly sure who they are. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk. Let's stop talking about fucking wrestling. I fucking hate wrestling. You know what I like? No senatorial campaigns run by people with no experience. Goddamn right. Go ahead. Tell me some of the highlights of the Linda McMahon senatorial. This is my favorite. This is my favorite part because the last part was like wrestling, which is like um, it's always fun to like watch mainstream people discover the shitty things wrestling people have done, but this is way better. So this is this is uh, this is Ron Simmons. Uh, which is his real name. Uh, here's what he's saying. All right. Mr. Simmons said the following. Over the past few months, there have been a troubling revelations about one of the Republican candidates, Mrs. McMahon, who's the former CEO of WWE. Questions have been raised about how she has raised her money, which she is now using to fund her Senate campaign. We've learned of a sparse voting record. This is great. Which includes never voting in a Republican primary. We've learned that tens of thousands of dollars of of funds so she just donated a bunch of money to the democrats as well um that she had been investigated for steroid abuse um also people have died under her watch just this past week we learned that far far uh from being a self-proclaimed so she's complaining she's a political outsider as everyone does mcmahon spent over a million dollars employing lobbyists lied about her college degree Lied about the WWE's record um, and her application for the Connecticut Board of Education and most shockingly interfered in a federal criminal investigation in order to cover up links between the WWE and the steroid dealer, George Zahori. This is the best. And then it, go, and then it basically goes on to say she <laughs> doesn't ever do her job in uh, like she just doesn't vote on anything or show up. She just wants to be a senator because that's fucking lit. And it's just a bunch of like redigging up the steroid scandal, but the fact that she just doesn't do her job at all—I <laughs> want to be a senator. Why? Because it's fucking sick. I'm Doctor Senator Linda McMahon. I, what I love about the rehashing of Doctor George Sahorian is you know that that day, like Vince, Vince has forgotten who it is, and she had to re-explain to him who that was. Oh, buddy, the day after the greatest day of all year, April 21st, Vince McMahon makes his first appearance as part of Linda's campaign. Mm-hmm. You read this part, right? I read the whole thing. He appears he appears at a charity function, Sacred Heart University. So the words Sacred Heart are here, and he just tries to intimidate her opponent. Yep. He pointed out that Richard Blumenthal, who will be Linda's opponent, was in attendance. Vince got up, grabbed the mic, introduced himself, looked at Blumenthal and said, my name is Vince McMahon, and my wife is the one who's going to beat you this fall. Later, when they shook hands, Blumenthal, uh, Vince 
pulled, physically pulled the guy to him and said how his wife was going to whoop him in the election. <laughs> like, so he's just pushing this dude around. It's so good. What's also amazing is they they, they do a, at least one skit on Raw making fun of his opponent. As if, yeah, as if anyone on Raw is going to know. Or they're like, you know what? The best part of this is I, I forget when this happens, but... um. He just gives, so he goes outside polling booths and just gives free merch to people. Yes, they're also, and then they also talk about potentially banning people that come to WWF events wearing, uh, come to election things wearing WWF merch. Well, yeah, they do because he's giving it out to people as a bribe. It's so fucking so he, good. So he says it's like that. He says it's like that because, oh, they're trying to silence WWE fans. It's like, no, because you're being like, vote for my wife, get a free t-shirt. And people are like, all right, I'll fold for this guy's fucking wife. Who Wait, gives a shit? whose t-shirt? Shirt? Yours? Oh, fucking sick. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does it have like a boner on it? You fucking bet your ass it has a boner on it. Yo, that's what I want. All I want is a boner shirt. Oh, and then they go after her because she took a surplus of $8 million and still fired people. I mean, that was, the, that was, the, my, that was another excellent part of this. Uh yes, and they were in the McMahon family got eleven million dollars in dividends for the two thousand nine two thousand ten year, but Linda won an official Republican endorsement for her Senate run, even with all these things, even covering up all these crimes, and everyone was like, well, "Didn't you go after her?" And, oh, sorry, that was a list of things I liked about her. I'm sorry, what that? Uh, I like it when you cover things up. Yeah, yeah, that's her job. Her job is to find all I what I call them are little Vinny's treats, and then she finds them. <laughs> <laughs> and she, but this is she it, it hides come, them so i can't find them it comes in waves because then the ring boy scandal hits her where it's like wait a minute you covered up pedophilia too you're the greatest candidate i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and then lance Cade dies which fucks the whole thing this is the thing they're running on like people oh. don't die anymore from wrestling oh this guy died oopsie doopsie i also forgot that lance i remember that lance Cade died but i thought lance Cade. i for i knew someone died during the senate campaign i thought it was someone different. I thought it was the guy who turned out to have been in the ring when Jim Cornette made the uh, joke that got him fired from NWA that I can't remember right, that guy's name. The guy that was in the ring that got him fired from the guy NWA. That he I was, forget that. So okay, so you know when it, Jim Cornette the NWA when he was just when he was calling the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he made the joke about Ethiopians, yes. Yes, the I thought Lance Cade was the guy in the ring that he said that about. No, that was Trevor Murdoch. That was his tag team partner. Yes. No, I've sent. I realized that there had to have been a connection. Thank you for clarifying that. There was a connection. They had a move called the Sweet and Sour. It was very cool. Lance Cade died um, with a note in his hand from Vince McMahon saying, "Do more steroids, and I'll hire you again." Yeah, yeah, and he uh, and it was also there was also an email found on his phone from Linda McMahon that said, "If you die from a drug overdose, it's really gonna fuck up my senatorial campaign. So could you not do that?" Lance, we got a great new character for you. Just attempt suicide a bunch and survive, and then come back. <laughs> we'll give you fifty grand a year. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give you fifty grand a year minus my thirty grand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> retain, yeah, my thirty grand retainer is your lawyer. Um, SummerSlam takes place. The buy rate's down nineteen thousand. Only three hundred fifty thousand people bought this, and uh, this is when Dolph Ziggler's with Vicky Guerrero. Cool. Big Show beats the Straight Edge Society. All three of them. Yeah, CM Punk, Joey Mercury, and Luke Gallows. With Serena Deeb on the on the back, they all lose to the big show. So that shows you 
where we're setting up the summer of punk in the second half here. Um, September, Triple H was formalized as a senior advisor. And um, this is when Vince does, October is when he does the whole, uh, anybody who wants to vote as part of the WWE should vote because voting is a right. And uh, the boogeyman will win the title or whatever you want if my wife wins. But they were going to put Vince in jail for five years for just handing out all these things and a fine that would not exceed $250,000, which Vince doesn't give a fucking shit about. But he's basically just being like, what on the edge of the law can I do to get my wife to be a senator? Yeah, he ba- it basically just feels like he wants to get her out of the house. Like I know I've said this joke about five times. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wants, a fucking sen- he wants to have a fucking senator in his pocket. Let's be real here. He wants a fucking senator in his pocket. Yeah, but this it guy, doesn't work. That, it's McMahon, like, but having a sen- you you want to make sure that the senator isn't your wife. But they're one entity, man. I truly believe that Vi- that Linda. I truly believe that Linda like doesn't care if he cheats or anything because she just thinks of him as like money that she has. I think it's more that they are just united in sort of like yeah, you can cheat or whatever, but like that we're all together a number one. Yeah, like all those old school mob wives where it's like, yeah, you can do whatever, just don't rub it in my fucking face. Yeah, yeah, you can have a guma, but you see him on, you see her on Friday, me on Saturday. And you fucking Yeah, goddamn right. You dome up. It's a daytime thing. Yeah, you dome up with the fucking guma. Double bag it, buddy. We've been watching the Sopranos. This is crazy. Survivor series. Go on. They had 8,000 people in the arena, which is crazy. Uh, buy rate, 244,000 people, which was actually up 14,000 from the previous year. The headlining match, Randy Orton beats Wade Barrett for the WWE title. John Cena's special guest referee, so Cena was fired. And you know what? John Cena never wrestled in the WWE again. And on that note, we're going to take a break. That was 2010. We'll be back with 2011 right after this. Oh, wait a minute. John Cena did wrestle again for the... Dylan, you've gone crazy after this. I've been... uh, I've been been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is. So it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Please go to (laughs) patreon.com backslash wrestler review and and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom off who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances go to patreon to hear the buck zoom off episode also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge <laughs> yo 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 patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on itunes subscribe throw yourself out a fucking window who gets a shit yo oh my god we're all the way back it's 2011 what happens in 2011 the pipe bomb in the summer but nothing before that really yeah it's basically 2011 is a nothing year it's building off of last year's wrestlemania vince mcmahon has made the very Mm -hmm. smart idea of courting the rock to come back in linda mcmahon is not going to be a senator she's also out of the company professionally and nothing is going on. 2011 is shaping up to be a sort of nothing year. The transition of Triple H continues. Yeah, the transition of... It's the exact same thing as um, Vince, oddly, where it's like the transition of Triple H from in-ring talent to behind-the-scenes. 
And I'd love to know when Triple H started to look at NXT and be like, I can make this my calling card. But what is happening in the ring is um, a man who's been uh, revealed to be a thunderous monster, Alberto Del Rio, becomes what Vince McMahon attaches his hope to be the next big Latin star for his company because he wins the 40-man Royal Rumble. They beat, yeah, he beats the, he wins the 40-man Royal Rumble. This is the first time they really tried to make a Latin star in that they gave the belt of, uh, to Ray, but they never wanted Ray to be the star. And this is also very interesting in that this is the first time that Vince sort of seems like he's trying to really appeal to diversity and that they're actually making moves to having a Latin star and be representative in those ways. And it's just kind of like, it's just interesting because it's like, wait a minute, why were you never trying to do this for, say, like... Black Eddie or Ray or anyone like that. Yeah, like Ray was the champion, all that sort of stuff, but it was not in the same way that they pushed Albert Because Vince McMahon follows the demographics that the Republican Party follows, probably, where he doesn't focus on other people that have Latin people because he's like, well, the fucking Republicans want Latin people. I want Latin people, too. But they didn't really want Latin people at this time. Like, this is still like... I have no idea, but they fucking pushed jo- fucking Alberto Del Rio. They do get The Rock to come in, as you mentioned. The Rock says he's never going to wrestle again, but they've convinced him to be the host of WrestleMania. It's so fucking crazy. And he's never going to wrestle again. Yeah, and yeah, he never wrestles again. Oh, wait. Much like KFC, the WWE now literally stands for WWE Inc. There's no World Wrestling Entertainment associated with it. Yeah, they take it out. It's And they take it out because, again... They want no association with wrestling, possibly having something to do with yeah. the Senate campaign. You think so? Yeah, that's right. Is that what, But, like, why do companies do that? Because, like, why did KFC do that? Because KFC fried. became KFC or just joined Yum! Brands, right? Yeah, it's, it's fried. They wanted to not have fried in their name. Oh, that's so weird. Fried is considered unhealthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, KFC was always my... That's the realist. Because remember, Super Size Me came out, and McDonald's like, we have salads now, actually? And KFC was like, hey... um, part of our new meal you can go into the dumpster and whatever you find in there is fucking you oh yeah kfc supersize me basically like mcdonald's had to be like well maybe we'll try and be healthy and that's when kfc was like listen the gravy we don't even know where the fuck we get that <laughs> yeah because supersize me didn't the guy also i haven't watched that movie in a while because he was another accused guy too wasn't he cool um but it didn't he also part of it that he didn't want to move <laughs> like that's the thing where he's like i'm not gonna move today Wait a minute, what? Morgan Spurlock was was me too Yeah, look him up. I mean, look at his mustache, first of all. Of course he was me too I mean, yeah, a guy that's willing to eat McDonald's for a year, whatever the fuck that movie was about. I never watched it because I was like... You smile too much with a Fu Manchu mustache? Oof, you've done some stuff. I also say this about... Super Saiyan Me was weird in that people were like, man, McDonald's really is unhealthy. And I was like, who thought it was an anything but super unhealthy? But people didn't think your kidneys was shut down like when he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like you have to stop this diet you might die i don't think anyone thought that was the extent of it like they were like oh you eat burgers for a month i mean you get fat but like you probably like nothing you can't get off on the treadmill but when the doctor's like you're going to die in a week i think that was more of the thing which obviously could just be like i mean actually jp's on that all beef diet and he's doing bad he might be dead who knows Jordan Peterson I'm talking about. Anyway, here's what happens. Vince McMahon is asked to explain why WWE is PG. He looks at the camera. First of all, he pulls out his dick. He goes, that PG? Yeah, fat and gorgeous. 
And then he laughs at his own joke for two months. And then after that, he says, we don't do anything extraordinary or outlandish that will tarnish the image. It's just one of the reasons we're able to attract sponsors. This 2010 is really both feet stepped in. This is a A, family company because people like that. And B, we're doing this because we want, we want to be the ultimate corporate company where there's no reason to not advertise with us. We have a steady viewership. We, they don't like us, but they watch it for some reason. Please advertise on our television show. Yeah, they watch it to hate us. It's the most amazing thing in 2011 yeah. is kind of the realization that, and it's confirmed by that because of the summer of punk. The summer of punk is the most fascinating thing in that it's also Vince McMahon is removed from it very quickly. We're not going to go over the whole thing, but basically comes in. Yeah, literally, here's how the, and keep in mind this, Christopher Hobson is an extensive researcher. Here's how 2011 goes. April, uh, WrestleMania happens. The, the buy rate was 1,100,024 people. Uh, sorry, one 1,124,000 people. And that's up 339,000 from the previous year. Snooky was on it. Do you remember Snooky? Again, another class. Again, you can tell we burnt out on Vince McMahon. And it's just like, yeah, and he had the fucking bullshit with this thing and fuck you. <laughs> well, Snooky was good. So shut the fuck up. Snooky was firstly. not good. Secondly, The Miz beats John Cena for the WWE title. Because people, a million people bought this thinking The Rock will do something. He kind of did. And this is the. the and let me say this about people that don't like that The Miz was the champion and beat John Cena. This is what I have to say to you. There you go. I love Miz. I love Miz. I love Miz at this time. I love that Miz. I love that they had a WrestleMania where Miz won, won for fuck's sake. But this is immediately what happens is the pipe bomb happens. There's a lot of debate about how they get to the point where they allow CM Punk to do the pipe bomb, but. He does a shoot promo. If you're listening to this, come on. He does an amazing shoot promo. He gets a bunch of people excited about wrestling. I remember there was a guy um, named Brian O'Gorman, very funny comedian, but like would never, this was the last person you would ever think to talk to someone about wrestling. And he asked me if that was real. And I was like, holy shit. Is wrestling going to be fun and cool again? Answer, no. No, they destroyed it within three weeks. But it almost was. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, no, that money in the bank, dude, that money in the bank, was that pay-per-view was amazing. Yeah, we watched that at Comedy Bar. I watched, that was one of the, that, that it was so, yeah, that was so fucking awesome, man. It was so fun. Everyone was excited, thinking this is fucking something. And then what happened? We all got fucked in the ass, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Well, Kevin Nash came out, powerbombed John, uh, CM Punk and said, you know what? This is native land. And then everyone booed, and then he powerbombed everyone in the arena one after another. That was good. It was good that he did that, yes. And it's the most amazing thing in that it was, I still to this day can't figure if that was Triple H or Vince McMahon that was like, this, this vegan's getting too popular. But it was the most amazing thing of, this is a wrestling angle. They needed one guy in power in wrestling to go, no, 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 no. Well, they they did knew what knew what it was is that none of them because Vince is out of the way at this point, but none of them were okay with being the butt of the joke to CM Punk. Yeah, it's really weird. That you know what way. I mean? Yeah. Like, but they would but they would just be like they would hit him with too much shit that was like on po- like there's a certain amount of like a heel making fun of a face that has to be like 
they're as soon as they get made fun of they don't like stand there and deal with it well and then come back with something they should just like, explode they should be like you got a stupid head and then that guy's like well your fucking head's for a loser and then they go what no my head's great but instead it's like kevin nash and it's the click so the click just did click things to him he got fucking but they had to they, but they, to do click things to them they had to rehire the click do you understand yeah, they did. They basically explicitly rehired Kevin Nash just to a make CM Punk look small, and b have him beat up CM Punk, which is pretty fucking crazy. But he couldn't. Like, here's the, by the way, CM Punk handily lost in two UFC fights. Ke- I could beat up Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash has no legs. This is the thing, right? Like they just they just didn't want that guy to be the face of their company for whatever reason. You you can go into the other stuff. Like CM Punk was gonna walk out with Chael Sonnen at the second Anderson Silva fight. They said no, but then Triple H walked out with Floyd Mayweather a week later. Like they just didn't see him and they went out of their way to block it. And this is the first time they explicitly do that. Like usually they don't allow a person the chance to get over, but then CM Punk Punk does get over and he gets all this fucking heat behind him. And the thing is very important to this is that Vince McMahon allows CM Punk to get over by that the segment where Vince is in the chair and CM Punk asks for the the chocolate bars. He's like, I want the cho- I want to see him punk chocolate bars. I want my face on a mug. Oh yeah, well the ice creams. Yeah, he wants some of the ice creams. Yes. And he, yeah, 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 sorry, but he just sits there and takes it, and he's scared, and that's what every single heel should have done, but they didn't. Triple H was like, no, I'll beat you up, and then of course that ends with SummerSlam, uh, the main event of SummerSlam. CM Punk beats John Cena. Triple H is the special guest referee, and then Alberto Del Rio cashes in his money in the bank and beats CM. Punk. It's the stupidest thing that's ever fucking happened. Ending the summer of punk. The the original summer of punk, by the way, was in Ring of Honor, and it happened because we'll put the title on this guy. It'll be a fun couple months, and then he lost the title, and he went to the WWE. There was nowhere for him to go, and also in the original summer of punk, he was a heel the whole time. He didn't then turn into like a anti-hero babyface, and then even worse, they try and make him like a fun John Cena type babyface, and it's terrible until he goes with Paul Hayes. What's even weirder is, by the way, they literally have him lose, then they humble him and have Triple H beat him, and then they put the belt on him on SummerSlam, and that is two, like 2011. Like, 2011 is this weird... That's that's the other thing, too, right? Exactly what you say. Like, he he loses the belt to SummerSlam, but then it's... But then once he's lost to Triple H and Triple H has pedigreed him and he's dead because of the pedigree, that's when it's fine that he moves on. You just need to establish that Triple H is better than him for some reason. Yeah, in the, it just need to be in a knowledge. And this is, again, it seems like 2011 is a year that Vince is busy doing something else. So he goes... so Like, it, it feels like 2011 this is, is he's building network. a year run by Triple H. And Vince... Like, it literally feels like it, it's a reflective in the summer of punk year. And that, like, Vince is like, oh, I need to go build the network. I got to go do other stuff. Triple H, you take over. And they that's why it sort of happens. Although we know that's not true, that Vince is very much complicit in all of the handling and all of this. But it just, it feels like such a different style from the, the beginning of the year moving on to basically, like, Vince is so omnipresent. It, it, his, his fingerprints are all over the idea of The Miz. And the type of heel that the Miz is is like they're, they're just like yeah, there's nothing fucking weirdo. It'll be shocking that he beats John Cena because of the Rock, because of the Rock bomb, all of that. It's just very odd. Well, it's also the Miz. He mentioned the Miz on investor calls. What they the investors were asking like, what are you doing to make a new John Cena? 
and Vince McMahon said, well, we got, I don't want to make make anyone too mad, but we have The Miz and we have Alberto Del Rio. Those were the two people he mentioned. And then CM Punk comes out of nowhere and he's kind of like, no, it's so weird, but he's like, no. And it might've been because CM Punk was A, a dick and he was hard to work with and B, because they were like, this guy might say anything. Like he'll say anything to get over. And first and foremost, I don't care that the fans enjoy the show i care that invest that investors and advertisers give us money yeah it's fucked up it's it's such an interesting thing and it's like why would we care about other people um all we have to do why would we care about other people yeah well we have to do is keep doing us just just enough that they're not literally protesting us our fans will keep buying the pay-per-view like the, the bit if you want the w and you know what he's right he's right who? I don't think we've ever said that on the show, but Vince McMahon's right. It, they need to do something good once every six months or so, and then people just keep tuning in. Yeah. No, he it, he's right short term. Long term, I, I actually don't think he's correct. They've lost too. Yeah, think- they've lost too much of their core audience at this point, and they it's a time. Once he's gone, they won't be able to. They won't be able to keep it going. AEW, I think, will one day eclipse the WWE. It's not going to be in the next. It'll be. Ooh. It will be in twenty years. When Vince McMahon finally dies softly while pinning Eric Bischoff, who's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon is going to. Here's a weird thing. I have this weird theory. Vince McMahon's big aim is to outlive Donald Trump. He's what? He's going to outlive Donald Trump. He, his big goal will be to outlive Donald Trump. I mean, I think that's a layup. Donald Trump is like a horrible diet and one of the most high-pressure jobs ever after basically just wanting to be a celebrity his whole life. Vince McMahon is A, used to that amount of pressure and anxiety, and B, is swole, buddy. Yeah, he is fucking hench as shit. There, you're getting no fucking... Although, Vince McMahon may have done HDH to the point where his entire chest could be just his heart now because he's done so much HDH, and uh, that's a point that I hope to get to but john yes, sir. i don't give a shit about hgh i don't give a shit about john Donald trump <laughs> good uh, that's a good joke even though it was a flip but i turned it into a joke i'm very talented i care about this here here are the ideas originally that vince McMahon oh had yes i wanted to i was like how there was a thing i wanted to do on this episode um these are amazing there's 17 of them so we're gonna do a little bit about some of no, them we're not. some of we're them are very them good we're reading them all Steve Austin in the odd couple, like a kind of like a, he's like a Steve Austin and a Austin and a refined beer expert go around to go around the country visiting breweries. And he just calls the guy a poontang while uh, chugging a bunch of Steve Weisers. The big show has a reality show with his wife because they're all big. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get my document to load. Uh, It might didn't that also involve a big dog wasn't there something in the pitch of like and they got a big dog yes because he has a big dog he has a big dog and they sleep in the same bed with him mick foley and family tour around amusement parks and rate the roller coaster i want you rides. all i want you all to acknowledge how long it takes for them to get to something that actually involves wrestling number four was a takeoff of uh, ice road ch- truckers are the deadliest catch about the road crew, most of the episodes were, that were filmed couldn't be aired because it just involved them pointing at women and going, I'd wipe my boogers on her pussy. They're all reality shows. Every single reality show, except for number five, which is my favorite idea. So it's the opposite of The Biggest Loser, and it's just you get thin guys and you get them to be fucking swole. And at the end, they get their dream girl because it's not enough to just be swole. 
women want to suck your fucking cock. Number six, middle-aged fans get in the ring and train for the art of pro wrestling. Uh Given they are older and not athletes, uh, those in t- like those in tough enough, you'll see them get really tired. So basically, it's like old men, old men break their legs, and then Vince McMahon coldly shoots them with the one bullet he has in a gun. One lives, one dies. Arm wrestle for it. And then he shoots them, and he goes, "Next week on, I shoot an old guy. I shoot an old guy. Ha ha." Number seven is, um, is this the Amazing Race one? No, number seven is just an instructional uh, exercise show where you just are shown the exercises that they do. Number eight is The Amazing Race, but they're competing for tickets to WrestleMania. Number nine, which they basically have done, is Total Divas. Number nine is Total Divas. So these are just like bases. Because if you remember this, they also, like when they opened the network they had legends house oh and legends which house, was by the, way, like the honky tonk man being like give me 10 bucks and then just but legends house have been filmed years beforehand yeah well this is when they started filming all this stuff because it becomes it becomes like a, something of myth of like how many fucking wrestler reality shows they had filmed and then never used and legends house is interesting because it pat patterson coming out and roddy piper just being a fucking maniac Roddy Roddy Piper sleeping in a leather jacket. (laughs) That's the whole show. Um, Number ten is a reality show based on FCW, where it's just workers training training their way on the main roster. And honestly, those are all good ideas, and I don't understand why they haven't done them. And the other seven, by the way, are just kind of like ideas they had using the existing library. you know, package shows like The Wildest Moments, The Wildest Histories, uh, The Wildest Characters, sorry, in history, bad characters, um, focusing on WWE romances. But what I wouldn't give to just basically number five, the opposite of The Biggest Loser, where it's just a skinny guy getting swole, because it literally would be like, um, you can't try us for the same crime once. I'm giving this man steroids, and we're going to see how fucking jacked this guy can get in six weeks. <laughs> This guy went from 120 pounds to 230. He added 110 pounds of muscle, and now he's the fucking champion because this is all I've ever wanted. The Vince McMahon show. I don't understand why the Vin- the WWE Network, and it's still not this, by the way, is their entire tape library just on the fucking network. I don't know. Maybe because they don't care. But it's stupid. They would have more, they would have more subscribers. They would have more subscribers if they li- the, for, like the amount of old school crazy wrestling completeness where it's like. Because they they have all of they have all of the NWA back catalog put on there. Yeah, I just think he doesn't see that as like a thing that he needs to do. I don't know, man. I think that, I honestly think this dude like I mean we've we talked about him for like a fucking year at this point. He's um what do you say that pride cometh before a fall? Well, there's been no fall for Vince McMahon. It's just all been pride and then a steadier their trips because he hasn't really fallen. Like has he lost everything? No, he's a fucking multi multi millionaire if not a billionaire. Fair point. And he was the main donor for um, the white supremacist, the <laughs> white supremacist who eventually became the president. Who? And uh, that that worked out too. Joe Biden. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good. That's right, everybody. <laughs> right at the end, we fucking did it here. Um, there's 2011 ends with Survivor Series. CM Punk beats Alberto Del Rio. By submission and singles match for the WWE title. Why is that important? Because that is when CM Punk wins the title back from uh, Alberto Del Rio and begins that long reign as the champion before, of course, losing it to The Rock the next year. 
um, as part of a John Cena build, because why not? But The Rock comes back, actually, at Survivor Series, apologies, um, and him and John Cena beat The Miz and R-Truth in a tag match. It's pretty sick. I mean, it'd be stupid to say The Rock being a wrestler, again, wasn't the main driving force behind why 2011 wasn't like extremely popular. And that's the thing. If you know The Rock is coming back, how hard are you going to push CM Punk? I know that sounds fucking stupid, but like they're not going to throw away the John Cena rock story and then put CM Punk in that place because Vince McMahon has a certain way he thinks a wrestler should look and CM Punk is in that way. Oddly, and this is the weird interview where it's like, I think this was the first Punk Cabana interview where CM Punk talks about how he just would eat a lot and like overtrain and he was like all puffy and like 230 pounds and he thought that's how he had to be. And then he decided, you know what? I won't do that. I'll become a vegan and all this stuff. And it's like, no, man, that's how he should have been. No, it wouldn't have worked. He, he looked awful. The you don't other think way. so? No, he absolutely. He didn't look good. He wasn't. It wasn't working the other way anyway. And he was also way more injury prone. Was the problem? Yeah, that's true. But the thing with CM Punk as this champion is, he didn't look like a WWF champion, but he looked like a fucking champion. Like the thing is, he had a slick back look, and he was the people fucking wanted. Him. I'm sorry. It's been nine years since Money in the Bank. That's the biggest noise a crowd in a Vince McMahon promoted building has made in nine years. Not even in nine years, man. That's it's like Austin helping mankind win the title, and then that. Yeah. Like, other than Austin, Austin and Rock Pops, that's the biggest pop I've ever heard associated with wrestling. Like the Yes Chant can eat my asshole at this point. <laughs> you're good <laughs> that was good stuff how would a chant eat your asshole tune back every single week yeah. for that yeah. well welcome to the asshole review next week we're gonna- <laughs> that, w- that would be good yeah mm, that one's not bleached that's my worst thing here's my review of my ass poo's coming out of it <laughs> hey dylan how many how many more weeks until we never need to talk about vince mcmahon again how many i'm gonna count them right now <laughs> until i don't mention this fucking asshole name ever again <laughs> buddy we got one two three four five six weeks left oh fuck me i cannot wait to t- so the next this next six weeks are as follows um 2012 2013 is next week and then 2014 is the week after that because that's when the network starts uh 2015 2016 2017 2018 week 51 and that is, is that before Christmas? I want to time it so it's on Christmas. But that that title is it literally called Vince McMahon, Predator. And that will be talking about politics, sexual assault, and just just a bunch of salad of shitty things he's done over his life. And then the h- handling of the pandemic in 2019 and 2020. Oh, yeah. I can't, actually, I'm looking forward to that one because the, the recently leaked oh, man. Uh, band images from the Thunderdome is the best thing in the, in the world. <laughs> Oh, dude, the first weeks where people were just like, like, why? Of course, they were just like putting Hitler on their screen. Like, of course, they were. The amount of Benoit's there were? Of course. Like, what the? F- that's like, that's, that's, pro- that's internet wrestling's go to shitty joke. And of course, they were going to. Like, were you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, why? You have to approve these people. We'll cover this again when we get to the 2020, but it's just a some fun levity. And, you know, it's important to stay topical. But the list of things that are banned from the Thunderdome are, like, the e, the TNA Impact logo, the AEW logo, the Young Bucks, Jericho, um, 
but the, the one that sticks with me is superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> That's really good stuff. Because you know that one's like Vince is like, make sure they won't put that Billy Graham on there. And they're like, they're not going to do that. And he's like... <laughs> All right, so that's that's the end of this episode. I use a equalizer on all these episodes now, except for the first couple, which fucking audio-wise, not good. I mean, they're probably not good still, but who gives a shit? Um, but I hope it wasn't too quiet for you guys. I am recording this pretty late my time. My wife is sleeping, um, and there are children in the house, <laughs> so I've been pretty quiet. Uh, Dylan's recording it. Um, next to his sleeping wife he records all of the episodes next to his sleeping wife <laughs> biden's back baby it's just <laughs> sunny g's and sunny d those are gonna be these four years unless by the time we've released it it was like oh we found a bunch of other votes trump's the president and even more so somehow i mean <laughs> i mean nothing nothing would surprise me i was up for 18 hours during this election by the way nothing better in the world in the world uh than uh Dylan got popping out of my election night stream and just literally just like everyone else was trying to be hopeful and Dylan's just like, oh no, Trump won again. You guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, people don't, people don't understand. Um, I mean, the energy was really bad, which is funny, but um, yeah, I mean, we all forgot about the mail-in votes, didn't we? We were all forgot about the mail-in votes. So maybe the election's done by this point. But if it's not, who's the president? Who knows? Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, join us on can, Twitter. Before we go, can I just ask you, Dylan, what was your best and worst of 2010, 2011? Because you haven't said it yet. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm exhausted. I really forgot about that. My best and worst of 2011. My best, uh, best of thing of these two years is the summer of punk. Uh, the worst thing about these two years is Vince and Brett, probably, like, from a wrestling perspective. The best thing from Vince McMahon perspective, if you take out things that are ancillary, because, like, it's his company and they produce the Summer of Punk, the best thing is Linda McMahon running the Senate campaign and just never voting on anything. 100%. That's 100% <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. The best thing is Linda McMahon's running for Senate, and it was like, what was the, what were they fucking thinking? And also, by the way, this is a t attempt one. There's another attempt, isn't there? Oh, yeah, it's great. And just how fun it is that they could slowly release what happened to her because they had so much shit. Like, usually with a Senate campaign or, like, a political campaign, they can... The, okay this guy did this thing he he flip-flopped on this vote or this lady flip-flopped on this vote we have to fucking attack them on this thing specifically because that's their weak point with linda mcmahon they literally got a scroll of crimes that her and her husband had committed and then they all i'm assuming just smoked long cigars for 10 minutes while smiling speaking no words it's so good but yeah i mean and now knowing what we know about politics, it turns out if Vince McMahon had just run for Senate, that would have been fine because he's so charismatic. They would have been like, oh. If Vince McMahon had run for president, Vince McMahon's the president right now. I guarantee you, by the way, Vince McMahon runs, <laughs> runs for president in 2024. The Republican, uh, the Republican primary will be McMahon v. Trump. No, because the thing, and this is the thing that um, if you watch our, if you listen to our Patreon episode on... Um, vince on larry king and i wanted to bring this up um only now am i remembering it but vince mcmahon there's there's different ways you deal with being bullied as a kid obviously me and john have learned to make j-bombs um, <laughs> put jews and donald <laughs> i said j-bombs 
those mean jokes um and donald trump has this weird way of being bullied is that like he just doesn't accept it's happening and like it's super silly and he's like fine seemingly with you laughing in his face because he knows what that accomplishes he's like oh they like me now vince mcmahon does what i used to do in grade two where it's like if you start saying something he doesn't like he goes no that didn't happen shut up and then he goes okay fine oh it didn't happen then okay prove it happened then were you there were you there when the moon landed no on the moon you weren't on the moon with uh, buzz aldrin what kind of name is buzz that's a fake name moon never happened the moon's not real if i've never been there he's one of those guys yeah maybe he is maybe he isn't and that's why he would be good at president because it'd be like they'd be like oh what about when he covered up um the tom cole case why did you uh, what happened with the Ring Boy scandal and Tom Cole? He's like, I'll tell you what happened. Shut up is what happened. And also, if that happened to them, it's because they were weak. And you'd be like, wait a minute. Did you just call assault victims weak? And he, then he'd look around and be like, where's the camera? Right into the camera? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's what would happen. So, yeah, you make great points. And you know what else is pointed? The commentary on this episode. On the third day, he'd say something's truly evil. He'd be like, all right, my first thing is I don't think there should be any state tax. I think we can all agree. And the second thing is um, not only the Holocaust happened, it was great. Yeah. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) Campaign over. Welcome to the uh, uh, the, uh, Iowa caucus uh, debate. First uh, question to you, Mr. McMahon. Uh, Mr. McMahon is retired. You refer to me as chairman of the board, McMahon. Yeah, I have a new gimmick because I've been losing the election. I'm now a Frank Sinatra um, tribute act. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Then we'll end this episode because it's gone extra long. Um, If someone says, if someone is singing the song My Way by Frank Sinatra, that is the theme of the (laughs) douchebag. Yeah, because it's like, I know I did some bad stuff, but it's fine because I'm about to die. Yeah, you got to understand, but I did it my way. You're like, oh, fuck off. Did you know this, John? Did you know this episode's over? Thank thank you so, so much for listening, guys. Um, Please get us on Twitter at WrestlerReview, on Instagram at WrestlerReview, Patreon.com backslash WrestlerReview. Just five bucks a month grants you to what we've been pumping out, like, two or three extra episodes a fucking month and then if you listen to this feed that's under a dollar an episode you cheap motherfuckers so fucking just fucking donate to us you fucking pieces of fucking shit if you want to make it if you want t-shirts make them your goddamn self and just send us a fucking picture of them because who gives a shit to fuck off fuck you fifty dollars each every t-shirt that you do you make (laughs) make your own t-shirt and then give us 50 bucks on top of that yeah yeah, yeah. send us send us your fucking send us the 50 bucks you yeah and we're not giving you our address just guess the address yeah yeah. you just got to go to the cities that we've hinted at where we live and what and find us you fucks (laughs) yeah there's gonna be a lot of 50 dollar bills going to ottawa so (laughs) that's sick thank you very much for listening vince mcmahon part three million is next week I'm going to bed. I love you all. Oh, go to bed in my butt.